Yo, 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 what's up, guys? Ha! Welcome to the Shift the Court Podcast. Big J Illis in the building. It's a beautiful day to be alive, guys. What a time. What a time. I want to thank everybody who tuning in to the Shift the Court Podcast today. And um, I just want to thank you guys for all your love and support. For you guys that don't know, the Shift the Court Podcast and the Shift the Court Movement is about stimulating your body, mind, and soul, uh, physical, spiritual, and mental, and dedicating three, or excuse me, 15 minutes a day to those elements in your body. So uh, let me tell you, like, um, if for your mental, you know, read a book, do a crossword puzzle, read an article, you know, do something to stimulate your mental, your physical, you know, go to the gym, walk your dog, play a sport, you know, and for your spiritual, do something that you love. This is my spiritual challenge. The podcast, the videos, the movement, the whole shift the court as a whole is my spiritual challenge. I do this for the love, baby. I love it. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. This is also my business. <laughs> but... It's awesome to be able to do something that you love. Uh, People always say if you do something you love, you'll do it well. And if you do it well, people will pay you for it. And that's how successful businesses, you know, start. So anybody out there, anybody in my uh, Shift the Core family that's wanting to start a business, getting the business for themselves, always remember that. It's always a lot more better if you do something that you love, something that you're good at, something that you appreciate it. And, um... The other day I was talking to one of my friends and she had told me that I'm not grateful. She's like, you're not grateful, Big J Ellis. And uh, it's because I was griping about my job, griping about my family, griping about my situation. Because I'm not going to lie, man. Sometime on this journey, it, it will get lonely, you know. It will get lonely. And a lot of people don't understand the loneliness that comes with being a boss. The loneliness that comes with being a leader. The loneliness that comes with being on your purpose and fulfilling your life. See, a lot of times, um, people who aren't on their purpose don't understand being on your purpose. So when you are on your purpose, they tend to, they tend to, what's the word I'm looking for? Give you space, kind of, you know? Because to be on your purpose, you got to be at a high intensity. You got to wake up every day and think about what you're doing. You got to create a list and you got to accomplish that. And I'm going to tell you guys something. Everybody always thinks that you have to dedicate days, weeks, and months to your purpose, to your business, to your movement, to whatever you're trying to do to improve your life. But it's not even like that. It's not even like that. I dedicate a certain percentage of time to being on my purpose. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm on my purpose all day, baby. You know, every day when I wake up, I'm shifting the core. I'm pushing the boundaries. I'm moving toward the promised land. You know, I'm bettering myself to the best version of myself I can be. That's my goal, to be the best version of Big J Ellis that I can be. But we all got to work. We all got kids. We all got obligations. We all got stuff that priorities that need to be taken care of. So what I like to do is I like to make a list of what I need to get done. And it's funny because if you put those little things on your list and you knock them out, it's amazing to see how much progress you make because most people don't even do that 
most people get overwhelmed when they're trying to do something and they don't even put the little thing on their purpose on their excuse me on their list you know for their purpose you know like let me give you an example like maybe one thing would be like write on write the blog for the website you know what I mean? That's a little thing. It takes 15 minutes. Then another thing would be, well, let's take some pictures so we can put some pictures on the social media. That's another thing that takes like 30 minutes. And then another thing would be like, well, let's record the intro for the podcast. That's another thing that takes like 15 minutes. So all in all, that's an hour of my day, right? An hour. You know, people want to be like, oh, I can't do it. It's going to take so much time. I, I can't do it. So I took the pictures. I wrote the blog and I did the intro for the podcast. Now I'm closer to fulfilling my purpose. I'm closer to getting the podcast done. I'm closer to reaching a more audience, a bigger audience. And it only took me an hour. And then when I look back at it, I'm like, damn, I did so much today. But in all actuality, it was just because I dedicated an hour of my time to my goals, my dreams, and my ambitions. That's when it goes back down to the life is like building blocks, or excuse me, life is like Legos, you know? That's when it goes back down to there, to that concept. You know, life is like Legos. And if you just take it as Legos, take these little blocks and stack them one on another, then you will get to where you gotta go. But you gotta get in the game, baby. You gotta get those Legos out the bin. You can't be sleeping on the game. Because while you sleeping, another person is building a wall, it's building a castle, it's building a car, whatever they're building. <laughs> Life's a competition, you know, and it's camaraderie. And sometimes because we live in this weird, sensitive world where losers get trophies and kids get patted on the back and you know nobody knows how to win and how to lose and there's no differential you know we live in this weird society especially the lower class people especially people that are lower class you know because that's what they teach us because they want to keep us down you know they don't want us to get up to the higher class or middle class you know we forget about that but you can't forget about that you know life is a race you need to train and you need to be ready to run the race because if you don't run the race and you don't recognize it's a race, then you're going to get left behind. And trust me, nobody wants to get left behind. So wake up, make your list, get your goals in place, and knock them out one by one, little by little. And before you know it, you'll be there. You'll be where you want to be. And you'll be making another list to go to the next level. Level up, baby. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> anyway, we got the second part of the Malcolm Shelby interview where he's talking about the, the, the uh, excuse me, I was going to say the Me Too movement. Not, not that one, not yet. He's talking about the uh, Black Lives Matter and talking about uh, Kaepernick kneeling. So it's going to be a great interview. He has a great perspective on it. And I really want you guys to listen to it because it's not the same hoopity hoopla that everybody's always talking about. He really puts it in perspective for us as Americans and as a whole, as a country. But anyway, I'm done rambling. We're about to run some music. So kick back, get your coffee, get your tea. Kick back. We're about to run this. Let's get it.
woke up at seven, my days seem more than I prayed for Got dressed to head out and ride to school on my skateboard New kid in class, I sat alone taking notes While the hoodlums were making jokes at the clothes that my mama paid for Seemed like A-worm is a part of some gang invasion Tattoos and initiation, parole and some on probation Soaking up the vibe as I study for information Cause lately I've been deprived of a normal day But today on my way to eat lunch, some kid approached me He told me we should be cool if only he got to know me Cause on the side of town I would need some protection It's crazy reckless and dangerous unless I'm some sort of gangster I'm only safe with the police He said his name was I dapped him up at the buses Was kinda skeptic about him at first cause I didn't trust him and the more I got to know him I couldn't tell what his motives were Hoping that he was sincere Something told me let go but the only thing on my mind was patient Searching twice for a different life I was tired of waiting Plus me and had similar views and conversations Infused with knowledge mainly about school and college That was my truth but regardless he was type cool when I was with him Introduced him to my family they were rocking with him My mama told him make sure you look out for my son And before she could finish his sentence he quickly just interjected And said don't you even stress that I got it under control It's been two months since we met it seems like we've gotten close Some cat approached me and tried to beef with me I just froze And I see pounding and stomping on me right out his clothes Called me his brother and told me he got me to the fullest Even if that means bullets, bullets, gangs, AKs and choppers to the killers That's the realest shit I ever witnessed A few weeks later my uncle sold me a Honda Civic A 93 with no license plates and no registration Just thinking about every place I'ma go when I finally get it And then he asked me for a ride around the block Some distance from where I was parking Instantly I knew that spot was sketchy, my mama would kill me My intuition told me not to, I knew it was wild And plus I knew I had no business or place on the side of town and I read about some chick who went lurking without a sound And got murked and a body found in the dirt With a thousand rounds, it was worse than abandoned builders Abandoned villains and scammers and killers Provoking gangsters, but maybe I'm overthinking Maybe I might be straight just as long as I pump the brakes And try not to think about it, just trust I'll be fucking safe And then I told him, let's go, hop in He dabbed me up and started telling jokes the whole ride there Had me cracking up as we were getting closer I felt funny, my stomach turned And then he told me, go left, make another turn, go right I drive slow as I look, it was all abandoned and quiet Not a single person in sight, and nobody standing in right When I pulled the car to the side, he said right here, sit still Turn the car off and chill, and I start to panic, he told me relax Then he pulled the keys out the ignition and hopped out and laughed Then my life flashed in an instant, he inched to my driver door And I tried to lock it, I couldn't, he ripped me right out my seat And then grabbed the side of his jeans and then put out the shoddy And all I heard was a switch and he shot my arm into pieces I'm thinking I must be dreaming and... Another shot to my chest, and my stomach squeezing my breath from my lungs collapsing. I'm down on my fucking knees asking him why. He looked at me, I looked him dead in the eyes, and he smashed my face with the barrel, knocked all my teeth to the sky. And uh, I heard a ch ch sound of the shot, he cocked back. He pressed the heart against my head and blew my fucking top back. Boom. I'm still conscious, I'm breathing, I'm still moving, no clue as to why I'm not dead. All this blood that I'm losing, and I heard my car drive off. Then I looked up and seen the sun, and that was all that I saw. Then I heard my conscience tell me, Get up, nigga, get up. You're losing. Some blood on oh my don't fall asleep or you'll die stay awake and move as much as possible there's no time find some help and try to yell you ain't too well oh god wake up nigga wake up
woke up at seven, my day was worse than I prayed for Got dressed to head out and down the stairs from the eighth floor New kid in class, he sat alone taking notes While my niggas were making jokes at the clothes that his mama paid for Had no family but was cool with the local gangsters Tattoos and some on parole and probation for breaking rules That life was all I knew, all I wanted to do was cruise Smoke weed and say fuck school, wanted guidance Cause all my role models I would look up to Was indicted to young dudes with no logic I went to church to the pastor, said fuck you, now violent and this gang that always looked out for me, vouched for me and adopted me Said they wanted to rock with me and I wanted to get down Guess there was something missing, anything comes with a price But there's only one condition, all you gotta do for initiation Is kill an innocent victim and leave them there with no witnesses or no snitches If you do that, you be down with the click And that's for life, so don't you ever think you're getting out of this shit And I thought about it Soaking up the vibe as I study for information Trying to choose my victim, plotting the weakest prey But today on my way to eat lunch, I approached him And told him we should be cool if only I got to know him Cause on his side of town, he would need some protection It's crazy, reckless, and phony Unless he's some sort of gangster, he only saved with the police He said his name was I dapped him up at the buses Was kinda skeptical about me at first cause he didn't trust me Then the more he got to know me, he couldn't tell what my motives were Hoping that I was sincere, but little did he know I was trying to snake him and pop him, break him just need the perfect opportunity, I'm tired of waiting Had murder running through my head, I knew the death was coming He introduced me to his family, I was jealous of him His mama told him, make sure you look out for my son And before she could finish his sentence, I quickly just interjected And said, don't you even stress, I got him to the fullest Even if that means bullets, bullies, gangs, AKs and choppers Till they kill us, I was lying to the fucking limits Took advantage when he said he had that Honda Civic A 93 with no license plates and no registration Just thinking about every place I'ma go when I finally kill him And then I asked him for a ride around the block Some distance from where he was parking Instantly I knew my chance was coming I'm ready to drill him Then he told me let's go Hop in I dapped him up and started telling jokes The whole ride there Had him cracking up as we were getting closer He felt funny I think he knew something was coming That look he had was enough to tell me But fuck it go right And drive slow as he looked It was all abandoned and quiet Not a single person in sight and nobody standing and right when he pulled the car to the side i said right here sit still turn the car off and chill then he started to panic i told him relax then i pulled the keys out the ignition and hopped out and laughed seen his light flash in an instant i inched to his driver door then he tried to lock it he couldn't i ripped him right out of seat and then grabbed the side of my jeans and then put out the shot he cocked it twice till he screamed and he shot his arm into pieces i'm watching his blood leaking and Another shot to his chest, seen his stomach squeezing his breath and his lungs collapsing. He down on his fucking knees, asking me why. He looked at me, I looked him dead in the eyes, and I smashed his face with the barrel, knocked all his teeth to the sky. And, and then, shh, shh, sound of the shot, he cocked back. I pressed the heart against his head and blew his fucking top back. Fucking car. Yo, 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 Big J Illis back in the building. Welcome to part two of DJ Malcolm X in the building. Hey. Oh, man. I, I just want to say assalamu alaikum, but you know. 
man. So, um, are how are you? Are you related to Pastor Shelby? Your, yeah. your son, right? That's my grandpa. It's your grandpa. Yeah. Okay. So I I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know. He's a, he's a big staple in the community, man. Yes, I'm telling you, man. God's house has got some great music. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You know. I'm not really. Uh, I don't really go to. Um, Black churches a lot, okay. Just because they're really long, and I work so much. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love my churches, but like sometimes being in there for three hours, man. Like God, if I if I didn't have to work nine hours a day and I didn't have to do everything on the weekend, I love to like be there. Yeah. But the last time I went there, I had a blast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was great. The best thing about God's house is the music. It's amazing. It's great. Like nothing compares to gospel music. I, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like, I've been to every all sorts of churches in Albuquerque, man, and they may have the lasers and the lights and the fog and all the, yeah, the big screens, yeah. but nothing compares to like the soul the of r- the gospel music. It's yep. just it touches your soul, man. You know. And they do a lot of good things out there. They have always been so nice when I go out there to Amanda God's house. And it is a staple. Um, um, your grandpa married my, I think he married my mom and my okay. dad. Yeah. Back when he was way younger, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think she knocked on the door and was like, Pastor, I'm living in sin with a man. I need you to marry me right now. <laughs> and my grandpa did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um. Um, how does that, how does being raised in the church, like, really, um, you know, were you raised in there? Did you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, definitely. How does that really affect the way you live your life and the way you, um, you know, you walk in this world, you know? Definitely. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where it impacts every aspect of your life. Um, no matter what you do, where you came from, it's going to have an impact on how you think. Um, that's why it's important to make sure that you raise your ch- your children up in the way that you want them to go and that's actually a, a, a scripture uh raise a child up in the way that they go when they are old they will not depart from it so <clears throat> it's definitely something that um as i've gotten older it's one of the reasons behind a lot of the things that i do i don't quite do the things the same way that everybody else does mm-hmm. um, i might be at the clubs and i might be at the parties djing but i'm not always doing the same things that everybody else at the club and at the parties are DJing. because when i see you you do stand out you're there and you're focused and you're focused on the music. I never see you sloppy. Like I never see you off with the drinks and a bunch of girls around and they have, ah. I see you like focused, you know, and the way you DJ, man, it's really good. Because well, like some people can DJ, but not everybody can mm-hmm. DJ. And you, my friend, can DJ. Hey, thanks, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, every aspect of your life you got to look at also who you represent um i also know that you know my grandfather is uh the pastor of one of the larger churches the here. largest black church here it, yeah it, i mean <laughs> technically it's multicultural they could they call it a multicultural church because it's not just blacks uh, we have asians we have white people can we, we have hispanics the, can everybody. we call the soul church there you go there urban you go. church there you go because all those white people and hispanic people and asian people they got soul get down they they get, get down, down bro everybody. everybody gets down shout out to all the multicultural people at God's house church we love y'all man (laughs) but yeah definitely i mean you know you gotta look at how who you represent um you don't want to make a bad name it it takes years and years to build character Mm -hmm. um your character is not based off one interaction people see you out in the streets or doing whatever you're doing and they're judging you every every decision 
every uh, time they see you. And then, so you look at it down the road and imagine you're doing something, you've worked so hard to accomplish this, to get to this place, and your child now is outside running around, does something stupid, now your whole name is tarnished, and you know their name is tarnished as well. And it takes all those years to build it back up again. Exactly. Sometimes you can't even really build it up because exactly. people don't have forgiveness. No, no, no. They no. don't. They don't look at you like, oh, you're a normal person. You make mistakes. You exactly. know what I mean? They're like, oh, I seen Malcolm Shelby. He was at the strip club throwing dollar bills on this chicken, smacking her in the yep. face. <laughs> Uh, all of a sudden, you're like the villain. Exactly. exactly. When those people who are judging you did the same damn thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they were they were right there with They're you. Right there with you. Right there with you. They're right there with you, man. So you really do have to watch what you're doing, and you know it. It's one of those things where I gotta I gotta walk according to you know according to the spirit as well. Like yeah. you know, I'm trying to make it into heaven myself. Hey man, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly. Like, I, hey, yeah, thank Earth, you Jesus Earth is up. Earth is hard enough, man. It's definitely, definitely. I can only imagine. I can only imagine what it's gonna be like on the other side. So I'm really trying to do the right things now, so that way. Later on, I can enjoy it, you know. Amen, man. Amen, Brother Shelby. Ah. <laughs> can I get an amen? So, amen. so um, as a you know black American, yes, sir. You know, would you would you? Okay, let's go back to what we were talking about last last time uh-huh. about um, what do you think about the state of America? And uh, let me re- re- rephrase this: like I don't believe in bad people mm-hmm. i just believe people are people like we were just saying you yeah, know like are. yeah like neither good nor bad they just are mm-hmm. and you know they make good decisions they make bad decisions now as a lot of people do know on about me if you listen to my podcast i am more of a conservative when it comes to certain issues mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's always been like a conversation starter because there's not a lot of people who are ethnic who are conservative. Yeah. Most people were, you know, ethnic or liberal, you yep. know, but, you know, based on my, you know, beliefs, you know, I, I believe in certain things. I believe in, you know, I, I believe in conservative values, bro. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, you okay. know, but I don't hate on other people's opinions. Yeah. That's the difference between me and other people out there. Yeah. I believe that you can have your own opinions and be, and be friends with somebody, be cordial with somebody, you it's know, that doesn't opinion. have the same opinion. Yeah. Your values, like the other thing that Mike said, your values are like your house. You know, like my house is not going to be the same as your house. Definitely. You know, it's what's comfortable for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I agree with that. What do you think about the, the, the State of the Union right now? Well... Looking as I'm going to run for president about 15 years. Uh, Are you for real? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Shelby, uh, 2035. Be on the lookout for that campaign. Um, I think America is actually in a great place. Ooh. However, however, I will say there are some people in um, high political positions and powers that are doing things that are um, in a way detracting from the the way that America um, the direction America has been trying to go in Um, if you look at the last since the year 2000 things have progressed in a way um, where we have had some backlash and we had had some you know kind of like some snap some snapback if you're Mm -hmm. pulling a rubber band some snapback if you will um, from some of the things that have happened but I will say things have progressed after that 
So we've had to we've had the issues and we've had the pains of, you know, ah, that popped back on my hand because like you saw after 2011, we had so much animosity and so much hatred towards um so, towards our our Middle Eastern uh brethren and people, you know, of Middle Eastern descent. We had all that animosity and anger that was shown towards them. People were were f- destroying mosques and 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 um and looking at people of Middle Eastern descent with with hatred and and I mean you know it was just mm-hmm. a bad time for people of that that ethnic group. Um, if you look at things now, during or during a little bit later, if you look at during President Obama's um, presidency, we had things that were we weren't having as many hate crimes and and things of that nature because it seemed as though. America was progressing in a positive way. Yeah. Definitely it was. I mean, you know, we had some bad things that happened. We did have some we did have some issues and we did have racial groups that were still uh, profiling and, and doing things that were against um, against the American culture, against the real American culture, the you know, the the proud true values of being of what it means to be an America, American, uh, a melting pot. And um, right now, you know, we're kind of experiencing some snapback. We have some some hate groups and some some guys in high political positions that are saying things that they shouldn't, um, saying things that aren't, you know, aren't displaying those true American values the way that they should. They're they're not holding everybody accountable the way that they should. Um, however, I will say the true Americans are in a great place because we have held together despite this these facts. We have people that are moving into neighborhoods, being welcomed into the neighborhood, you know, by their black neighbors, by their white neighbors, by the Hispanic neighbors, by their Jewish neighbors, by their Middle Eastern neighbors. And it's coming together as a great community. If you look, we're stronger together than we are apart. That's true. You know, dividing ourselves into, oh, well, you know, um, I only like I only like the the black people or I only like the white people. I only like the, the Mexican people. You know what? I like everybody, shoot, because, you know, he can get me something that he can't, and he can do something for me that, he, that she can't, and they can help me with this, but they can't. The more people I have around me, the better it is for everybody. So, honestly, as Americans, we are in a great place because we are showing that we are stronger than the hatred that's being displayed. I agree. I agree. I I, I do agree. Um, I kind of feel like that dividing us does make us weaker. It does. It does make us weaker. Are you are you a, a sports fan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you like a hardcore sports fan? No, no, no. no. Like I, I got my teams, but it's like, oh, you know. My, so you're not, you're not one of those guys. Like I gotta watch the game. No, 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 no. A rich person once told me that you shouldn't watch football regularly if you don't own the team. Right? Yeah. yeah it makes sense. <laughs> I, I understand that. They also told me that that sports are like the the games they used to have in Rome mm-hmm. when everybody would come to the Coliseum yep. and play those and watch those games while Parliament would be making laws. Yep. Yeah. So I, I I'm 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 kind of into it, but it's like you know I mean, who's your team? Uh, got the Phoenix Suns. Don't really watch football. Like Duke City Gladiators, that's my team. Uh, local <laughs> indoor in, indoor football team. Um, they are a professional sports team. Shout out to the Duke City Gladiators. Shout out to the Duke City Gladiators. Hey. <laughs> now, uh, you remember uh, when the NFL stars were kneeling on the field? Now yes, the whole yes, big sir. old thing. A lot of people agreed with it. Some people didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally, 
I really didn't agree with it just mm-hmm. because even though America can be a certain type of way, I'm, a, I'm proud to be an American. Mm-hmm. I'm in one of the, the, the greatest countries in the world. And yeah, it has its problems and it has its skeletons and it has its secrets and it has its like things. But every every person has it. Yeah. Every country has it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because your family has dark secrets and stuff in the closet doesn't mean that you're not proud to be part of your family. Definitely. And I'm proud to be an American. Definitely. You know? And I'm not proud that, you know, cops were killing bunch of black people and brothers and sisters you know i'm not proud of that you know i'm not proud of a lot of the racism that goes on i'm not proud of a lot of the profiling Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day i feel like you can't blame police for that you know it's like police are just people neither good nor bad there's cops that are around me that live in my apartment complex i feel real bad for them because like they're heroes Mm -hmm. i wouldn't put a badge on and go out and risk my life for a stranger Mm -hmm. like in order to have that capacity you gotta have something inside of you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's not right to just shoot people, and you know, I'm not saying that. You know, I really don't have to say that because I'm black. If I was mm-hmm. a white guy and I said that, they'll be like, "Well, you think it's right to be killing black yeah. people?" You yeah. know, but since I'm black, it's inferred. I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. But at the end, I do agree with protests. But at the end of the day, I kind of feel like. The national anthem is the national anthem. I'm an American of all rights and privileges and baggage, and I love my country. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about those protests? And what do you think about the whole Black Lives Matter movement when it was at its, you know, most infamous? And and and, and what do you think about those type of protests? Well, um, it really depends because with that, um, what Colin Kaepernick was 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 kneeling for, I do believe was that was a great time. He used he used his platform that he has in order to um, do it for the people draw attention. Yeah, exactly do to do people. do it for the people. Basically, um, I mean everybody's different because uh, Tim Tebow before had not necessarily protested, but he had kneeled and prayed, um, got in trouble for it from the NFL a couple of years prior to mm-hmm. it. You know, Colin Kaepernick wasn't doing much more than the same thing that Tim Tebow was, just at a different time. Yeah, um, and so I will say that. You know, I think some of that was, it was uh, used as a narrative to not only drag him down, but to to make um, the protests of other Black Americans look bad, um, because I don't think that they they gave it justice. Instead of instead of looking at the reason why he was kneeling, they instantly turned it into this is anti-American. Ah, uh, I, I see. I see. Whole time being, you know. He's standing up for Americans. He's he was kneeling for Americans. He was saying, you know, when somebody's injured on the field, you like if you're playing sports and somebody gets injured, you take, a knee. You, take a knee. you take a knee. And right now, what he was saying was, hey, this right now, you know, I'm kneeling because we have people out here that are hurt, that are injured, that are you know that are suffering. I'm going to take a knee. Not you know nothing more, nothing less. He did. He wasn't going out there being crazy afterwards. He wasn't causing a scene. He took a knee. And honestly, like it was the quietest protest you could do. Much like Rosa Parks took a seat. Mm-hmm. She didn't say anything. She didn't fight back. She sat down. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and and much in the same way, I think Colin Kaepernick will be remembered um, for that because of that impact. I mean, what he did was great. However, it was misconstrued by the media that, you know, oh, he's anti-American. He doesn't care about America. No. You know what? He cares about America if America's got a cut or or, or, or injury, 
you know, we want to make sure that we fix that. We want to address that because if you run around with a cut or an injury and it gets infected, you die. You, you could die. You could lose your leg. All that, you know. And, and we don't want to lose other Americans. We don't want to lose the trust, the trust of Americans because we're not addressing the issues. I never, th- I never thought about that. That is a really like that's real. Mm-hmm. That's real because everybody blew it out of proportion, Definitely. and then everybody just sucked into what. Every, the media was saying the media the exactly. media was all like he's disrespecting America and yeah. all the Americans were like he's disrespecting America exactly. and then they got the whole thing when really he was kneeling for Americans exactly he was kneeling for <laughs> Americans you got somebody on the field and it's like hey look guys like hey he's hurt he's down you know we gotta we got you'll see it oftentimes like he could have went around running, waving his hands, acting crazy, but he's like, you know what? Let me take a knee and show my respect. Yeah. And so he was being respectful to the other Americans. Not only that, he had actually reached out to some um, veterans about what he should do because he had been planning it for a while. Mm-hmm. And the veterans were like, hey, you know what? And these were veterans of all races. These were like, hey, guys, I th- he said, I think you should take a knee. This is this is actually what you do at funerals oftentimes um, if you're in the same um, unit, I guess. He was saying that you would take a knee. He said it's it's the most respectful thing you can do. Um, so why do you think it was misconstrued? Why do you, why do you think that they had all that propaganda and distortion around that issue when they could have made it into something so positive and so beautiful? Why do you think that it was made into something so negative and so, you know? You know, if you don't look at the deeper issue, if you don't look at it from all angles, um, then you can oftentimes look at things one way. If you're only looking at it one way, there's there's a chance that you might miss something on the back end. And a lot of people missed it. And a lot of people, a lot missed, of people missed it. Missed a lot of people it. missed. It. I mean, like if I'm looking at a um, if I'm looking at the flower, I might see I might see the beautiful flower right in the front, but I might not see underneath the flower, like right right underneath the petals, that there's uh, aphids eating it eating mm-hmm. away at the flower, and that flower is about to fall off here in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those things where you got to really look at all the different angles to see what makes this. Um, what makes this happen? You know, or even with the flower again, you don't see, you see the beautiful flower, but you don't see the, uh, the, the stem or the leaves underneath it because you're just looking at the flower. You got to look at the whole thing. What is, what is this built on top of? Gotcha. Same with Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter was actually started by two mothers, uh, two or three mothers that were, um, that were tired of, you know, having these issues happen with, uh, black men being killed and black women being killed, people being killed for no reason, and then um, police officers and other people, uh, you know, other citizens getting off with no repercussions. Um, it wasn't started as a um, to separate black people to separate black people from others. It was it was started as hey, we need to draw attention to this. Um, in addition to that, I will say, once it got going and got some media attention there was another media shift as well to start looking at things from the other angle because not everybody that was represented um, by black represented on the news was an actual member of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. People were spray painting signs saying Black Lives Matter, BLM, things like that. And but then going out causing ruckus. Ah. You see what I'm saying? Instead of so, the group was actually an official group. The group was an actual official group that was meant to bring awareness about black people. Definitely, 
be becoming kill, getting killed yep. and being, and really you know, and really anybody. I mean, these Black Lives Matter um, representatives, real representatives, were actually at you know uh, uh, anybody's funerals that they were called to, or um, or protests, or or legal demonstrations like um, court proceedings. They would go to those to show support for the families mm-hmm. of all races, not not just black people, but they were, it was called Black Lives Matter because of the numbers of black men and black women that were being killed by police officers. But then you got these guys that are running around here, you know, spray painting signs, rioting, and, and saying, oh, we're part of Black Lives Matter because we're black. No, you were not, you know, the official group was an official group, a nonprofit organization that was put together by these three women in order to combat, you know, these forces at work. And um, then you have these guys that are totally opposite, you know, just wanting to be uh, knuckleheads, if you will, you know, and and out there causing problems. And so the media was like, let's focus in on these guys, not the actual Black Lives Matter, not the actual Black Lives Matter group. They ripped the whole movement apart. Exactly. And And then they they started pulling it it apart because because it it makes it easier for them to show the negative um, than it does the actual what the actual positive is. Same thing with Colin Kaepernick. They ripped his, they ripped him apart by focusing on one end of it. Oh, he's being disrespectful. Oh, these guys are rioting. Well, you're not looking at the whole thing. The actual group is over here for Black Lives Matter. These guys have signs. (laughs) It's much the same way. I've had to, you know, work on some issues with Dukes Up Guns Down because some people have run around, you know, saying things with Dukes Up Guns Down. And if I have somebody making signs or doing something like that, you know, it might look bad on me. This is the actual group is an anti or is not anti-gun and not uh, it's gun responsibility. But if something but happens if, with guns and then somebody's wearing one of your hats. Exactly. In the background and and, and, and the, they're saying gun, gun, gun laws. laws this yeah. and that. And no, sub guns down. Um, exactly. So whoa. you always have to watch the image. You always have to watch, you know, and it's important to do your research because you got to know the what's going on behind the scenes and what's really going on. Mm. with whatever you know you're you're hearing because what you hear might not always be true mm. that's crazy man that's crazy you gotta look at the, the the whole the whole scope of everything the whole picture yep yeah i just learned so much stuff man it changed my whole perspective on the black lives matter it changed my whole perspective on the whole colin kaepernick thing yeah just because like at the end of the day that's true yeah it was true it wasn't about you know it wasn't about being disrespectful or like you know what F the police. Yeah. You know, it, that's not it what like it was We about. need to bring awareness to the people that are killing our brothers and sisters yep. and getting off. Yep. We need, that's exactly. all it was. We need, we need <laughs> you know, we need stricter enforcement upon the people that are enforcing oh, our laws. On us. Gotcha, man. Damn. Ooh. You know, I get you. <laughs> about to spread the knowledge, man. Yes, sir. So next time somebody comes at me like that, I'm like, hold up. Now pass to Shelby. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. The third. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> DJ, DJ. DJ Shelby. DJ <laughs> Shelby. So, okay, one more question. One more question. Yeah, all man. right, all right, all right. Talk about shifting the core and shifting your mind and your body and your yeah. soul. Um, what do you think um, is the most important thing when it comes to shifting it and changing your mindset? Um, the most important thing for me mm-hmm. is the mental. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're in this place where everybody, it's really like a can't do attitude. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. it. It's hard. 
And it's like, I feel like, I read this book called The Road Less Travel, and it talked about, um, psychology book, and it talked about how we don't teach our kids about the suffrage. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad died when, um, when I was 14, and okay. I didn't learn about the suffrage. Now, the suffrage is the suffering that you have to go through to get the reward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like delay of self-gratification. Definitely. Now, so everything now is instant gratification. Yep. But people aren't learning about the delay of it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, going to the, okay, you're a buff dude, man. You're like, you know what I mean? <laughs> One time this dude took his shirt off at the warehouse, man. You know, man. Hey, crazy, I thought I was going to go down, man. <laughs> but I'm sure it took you a long time to get there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sure be- between your diet and your exercises and the pain in the gym and all that, yep. you know, I kind of feel like that is the the way to succeed and to be successful. Definitely. And I feel the only thing that's separating people that are successful that are not are the the knowledge, uh-huh. knowledge, and the discipline and the consistency. And I feel like you can be as successful as you want. Definitely. If you do the same thing over and over again, stay consistent. It's gonna it's it's scientifically proven that it's gonna work. You know, it's gonna happen. So mentally, I believe taking, shifting your mind from that negative, you know, mindset that society has placed upon us since birth that you're, you're ordained to do it yeah. or only some people have it, mm-hmm. you know, shifting it to the can do attitude. And um, I think that's the most important thing in shifting the core and, and, and being proactive with your life. What do you think about is an important, you know, part of shifting, you know, shifting your, your, your life, you uh-huh. know? What do you think is important? The most important thing. You know, um, you gotta get you gotta get right spiritually, you gotta get right mentally, and you gotta get right physically. Um, it, like you said, it's all about bringing things into alignment and building things upon each other. Little things that you do today will have a big impact on you tomorrow. You say $5 a day right now, two years from now, or five years from now, when you got enough money for that down payment on that house, that's a, you know, that's yeah. a shift. That's a, that's a major shift. You went from not having any money in your bank account or to being negative all the time to putting a down payment on a house. Like, boom. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, um, it's a matter of being consistent. If you do that $5 a paycheck, you know, for the next uh, however many years it takes you to get to where you need to be, you have to do it. You can't, oh, I did $5 this time. Uh, I'm not going to do it another time, another, mm-hmm. you know, another $5 for six months or two years. Oh, why, why don't I have any money in this account? Because you didn't stay on it. You didn't stay consistent. Mm-hmm. You got to stay consistent. If you put $5 in there every single time, boom, 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 boom. All right. It's adding up. It's adding up. It's adding up. If you go to the gym and you, you hit the weights, um, three days out the week or four days out the week, boom, 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 boom. All right. I'm seeing results. I'm seeing results. You know, you got to rest, of course. You can't always go hard all the time. And I will say that. But you have to be consistent. If you are on your diet um, two days out the week and the rest of the days, you know, you're inconsistent. You can check your wings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're not going to see results. If you want to see results, you got to do the things that are going to be required to see results. If you're going to own this business, you can't be on your business half the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you if it's a part-time business, okay, you know, do it part-time. But when you're on your when you're on your job, when you're yeah, when you're the on business, the business, be you have be on the business <laughs> that full time. When you got when you focus on something, you got to give your attention to it at that time in order to be successful. So that way you can be consistent. 
to be disciplined. But really getting started is the biggest step. So I would say once you get started and you start to see a result, you know, you pick up on that. You want to see another result. You want to see a little bit more. You want to do it a little bit more. Addicting. It, it can become addicting. I mean, Success. it's, it's like, just like you want to be better. And being better is never a bad thing. You know, you always want to be better. Sometimes being better hurts. Yeah. Like sometimes saving that five dollars, it's like, man, like I need that five, I need that five dollars. <laughs> but you have to look at the long term goal. Like sometimes paying that credit card bill, that can be tough. But you know, my end goal, I gotta get my credit score up here. When I went to talk to the banker, he said I gotta get my credit score here, and in order to get this house. But right, right now, if I don't make this payment, you know, I might, I, I might drop my credit score. You know, and I gotta get it up. So. I got to do the things that I don't want to do right now so that I can be successful later. It's delaying that gratification. Just like you said, you know, sometimes you got to delay that gratification and let it come to you because you got to work for things. I mean, nothing's given to us. I mean, a lot of things are given to us nowadays, especially in America. We get a lot of things given to us, but we also get a lot of things that um, from not, you get a lot of things taken from you by not working for them. Yeah, you know a, a yeah. lot of the hard work that's yeah. taken from our kids nowadays because yeah. they're given everything. We get we got to make them work. It's funny. Um, it, it this may be <laughs> this may be a weird metaphor or whatever, but mm-hmm. like you ever seen that movie Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this great classic scene, one of my favorite cinematic scenes ever, when they go. So they they already went to the park. Uh-huh. They went to the tour, and then it's the the lunch scene. Yeah, and there's something that Jeff Goldblum says. He says that you didn't earn the knowledge for these dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it says you built upon some the backs of geniuses and then you created something. Yep. So you don't have the responsibility mm-hmm. of the knowledge. Definitely. And that's how I feel when it comes to anything in life. When you just build upon the backs or something just given to you or something just taken, you don't you didn't build the responsibility with it. Exactly. You know, it's the difference between the lottery and getting a million dollars and earning a million dollars over 10 years. Your mindset's going to be different. The way you spend that money is going to be different. The way you respect that money is going to be different. Definitely. Even the way that people look at you and respect you is going to be different. Definitely. Because it takes something to earn it. Yeah. When you earn it, you also earn the responsibility to have it. Definitely. You know what I mean? So I get exactly what you're saying. Definitely. And, you know, I will say this. If you are given something, use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. However, you have to understand the work that was put into it to get that. You know, a lot of these children and and, and adults that are given and passed down inheritances, they didn't necessarily work for those, but they are working for them afterwards, after the fact of receiving them, in order to keep that money passing through to the next generation. So if you are given something, you can definitely continue to earn on it and build on it but you have to make sure that you are respecting it and respecting the work that was put into it. I de- you know, yeah. like, exactly like Jeff Goldblum <laughs> said. You know, it, it's one of those things where if you build on top of something or you're giving something right away, like you don't quite know the full dynamics of it. Mm-hmm. You work for that you work for that million dollars over that 10-year period, you get that million dollars in your account. Like you said, you're going to spend it differently. Yeah. It's all about it's all about your actions and how you do things. And making sure that you're doing things right. You're respecting the process, respecting, you know, the way things should be done and how it goes. 
Word up! You know <laughs> DJ Malcolm X in the building, man. Hey. Thank you for stopping by. Where Thank can they Where can they find you? I mean, you're all you're all over the place, but where can they find you? Um, where can they find your Dukes Up Guns Up? Where can they find them? What's your info? Hey man, so you know the guy with the hair that works everywhere. I'm still at it, <laughs> still running around. Um, so you can catch me at the bank Monday through Friday, nine to five, uh, nine to six on Friday. Um, also, I'll be at uh, Craft Republic every Tuesday. I'm out there DJing. Um, catch me on at the library from time to time downtown. But Dukes up guns down on Instagram is just straight up Dukes up guns down, all one word. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram Malcolm X the King. Either one, you got personal and the business profile there. Check me out, man. I'm always out running around, always out here. Thanks for having me on the show today. You know, <laughs> glad to be a part of it and keep shifting your core. Amen, brother. Amen. We out, baby. <laughs>
Yo, 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 we're back with the Shift to Core podcast. I want to thank my guest, DJ Malcolm X, in the building. Be sure to follow him on all his social media platforms. He's a really great guy, and his organization has a really amazing message. So be sure to check out more episodes of the Shift to Core podcast. We got a few more for the first season, and then we're going to wrap it up. And now we're going to get ready for season two. So right now, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there, all the whole Shift to Core family, um, Mac Bo, Eric Kills, Dino Ray, uh, Mr. Garcia, the magician, uh, EMEL451, shout out to the homie ML, um, shout out to that shout out mobs, I think I did. Shout out. Uh, I think I'm missing a few people. Oh, now we got Kimberly Ann in the mix. Shout out to Miss Kimberly Ann. Um, shout out to everybody, you know, really just making a difference and uh, holding it down. Um, Cobra B, all the whole Shift the Core family and extended family. Um, if I missed anybody, I'm sorry, man. Whew. It's been a long day. We be putting in them long days, late nights, early mornings, getting it done. But uh, just remember, man. Think before you act. Think before you react. You know, a lot of times, uh, reaction, a split decision, could change your life. So always remember that. But uh, much love to y'all, and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Okay, we're all gonna burn in hell. Wait, okay. Big shout to ABB Records. I done been around the globe, records I've sold, came back home, pride got stolen. Poopy ain't the one to ever break down and fold, sketched a new plan, made a new mold. I done been around the globe, records I've sold, I done been around the globe, records I've sold, came back home, pride got stolen. Poopy ain't the one to ever break down and fold, sketched a new plan, made a new mold. Pulled out a scroll and jotted a few notes in it Don't be concerned when niggas told me go get it I show spit it for my UK peeps Brother, you don't want it when LB's in the street Dude, we got heat, keep jams like jelly Swing like Teddy, come fucks with me Want what with me? Yeah, I rise with P And knife my codeine when we go to the mic We let beats and rhymes take us where we like Shit, I might fly out tonight I'm telling you right, Stockholm might find you a wife Or you can land from Portugal where the climate is nice I done been around the world, Japan to Amsterdam California, yeah, you're back again Up and down 95 like I'm trafficking Still, it's no place like home You know how it is when you out Hear folks talking about where it was when it happened Who is, who ain't rapping People still packing, cups flowing yakking Still, it's no place like home I done been around the globe and back again LB took a week, flew out to Japan A-Steak and Kobe rode the bullet train I thought niggas was going down, coming back on the plane I toured the US in the broke RV Driving down the coastline is a sight to see Still, it's no place like life in NC Or going back to the 703 Every breath got a drum and a kick A moment to sit, think about all the places I've been Then I'm right back to the paper and pen You know I gotta do it again
I done been around the world, Japan to Amsterdam California, yeah, you're back again Up and down 95 like I'm trafficking Still, it's no place like home You know how it is when you out Hear folks talking about where they was When it happened, who is, who ain't rapping People still packing, cut flow and yakking Still, it's no place yeah. like home uh, Homes, where the heart is And that's real, cause you don't appreciate home Until you gone So when I'm all alone, I just think about my people At the crib for a minute And it puts me in the zone right where I need to be, cause I know I'm not around, but there's people I love there that needed me, and I can see it in their eyes when I come back, seeing my mama and she happy that her son back, Pop too, let me send props too, night for food for letting me stop through, it's because of them, I might have stayed doing wild shit, instead of back in the crib doing some foul shit, they beat game, gave me some pointers, now I'm in different cities, standing on different corners, so if I'm gone, you can hit me on the phone, I'll be gone for a minute, but I'm soon to be home I done been around the world, Japan to Amsterdam California, yeah, you're back again Up and down 95 like I'm trafficking Still, it's no place like home You know how it is when you out Hear folks talking about where they was When it happened, who is, who ain't rapping People still packing, cut flow and yakking Still, it's no place like home It's no place like home That's why I'm right here I love being here, baby I done been around the world and I, yeah, yeah, ah, wonder. J.O. C. Sims. Broad. 4D free. Separate but equal. H.O.J. If this would it take for y'all niggas to pay attention, it's so be it. Both brothers said they want the streets. So I'm gonna hand the streets over.